This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air. Hello everyone. Takaho. Selamat datang. Konnichiwa. Hola. 안녕하세요. Assalamu alaikum. And Kiora. Connecting Cultures Features is a show by and for the beautiful and diverse multicultural people of Dunedin. Join me every Friday noon for Connecting Cultures Features on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM, podcast on oar.org.nz. Écoutez-moi, moi la chanteuse à demi. Parlez de moi, à vos amours, à vos amis. Parlez-leur de cette fille aux yeux noirs et de son rêve fou. Moi, ce que je veux, c'est écrire des histoires qui arrivent jusqu'à vous. C'est tout. Voilà, 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 voilà qui je suis. Me voilà même si, mise à nu, j'ai peur. Oui, me voilà dans le bruit et dans le silence. Regardez-moi. Ou du moins ce qu'il en reste Regardez-moi Avant que je me déteste Quoi vous dire Que les lèvres d'une autre Ne vous diront pas C'est peu de choses Mais moi tout ce que j'ai Je le dépose là Voilà now 12 p.m. and you're listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM. 
Hey everyone, my name is Arina Aiza and I'm the community connector here at Otago Access Radio and we are here for another live Connecting Cultures Features show. So Connecting Cultures Features is a show by, for and about the Dunedin multi-ethnic and multicultural community uh, and today I have someone with me. He's been here a lot. <laughs> he said it's his fifth time here like on the show, like not including um, his previous work with OMSA, and I think you guys already know who he is. Um, it's Geraldi Ryan. Hi, Geraldi. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Hi again. Hi again. <laughs> um, yay. So can you please introduce yourself for those who don't know you? All right. So kia ora and selamat siang semuanya. Um, I'm Geraldi. Um, yeah. I don't know how to introduce myself because I just have too many things going on. So this year, I'm the OSA International Student Rep until next month arrives. <laughs> and I was the former co-president of Otago International Students Association. And luckily, I'm blessed and privileged to be elected as the OISA Social Media Officer for next year. I'm a finalist for Bachelor of Arts, majoring in Education, which is what I'm graduating with in the next month. Uh, very blessed. Uh, yeah, so that's just about me, in short. <laughs> that is a lot of things we can talk about today. Um, so if you don't know, um, I was the OUSA International Rep before Geraldi, so um, we have a lot to we have a lot in common, and I love how we care about like the multicultural community, international students, students in general, um, and also we were uh, we had a group report together. <laughs> <laughs> I do want to <laughs> mention that. Um, so we did intercultural communication together, a global studies paper during yes, my final is. semester. Mm -hmm. So we worked together on a project. It was around intercultural friendship, something like that. Yeah, we worked on so many projects, and that was like the most notable one that I can actually think of. <laughs> yeah, I think we did a video, and I think... Um, yeah, it was a really fun time with Geraldi. And <laughs> oh, we did something else together as well. Yes. Yeah. So we interviewed um, an ethnic community member. Yeah. And yeah, that was so insightful, honestly. That ethnic community member is so insightful with her words. And yeah, uh, blessed to be. Oh, yeah. So we did a lot of things together. I completely forgot about that because we spent too much time together, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like. Because we just spend so much time together, it's until like we just separate, and that's when we realize, wow, like we forget to count the blessings for that. Yeah, yeah, that is so sweet, Gerald. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna be sarcastic, but nah, I'm not. I'm not a very sarcastic person. Yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yay! So you brought us three songs today, and we played the first one during the promo and intro. Can you tell us a bit about that song? Okay, so that song is titled Voila by Barbara Pravi. Uh, she represents um, France from for the Eurovision competition this year, so that's how you may f see the song is very familiar. Yep, so the song talks about um, how her own individual identity as a musician, as an, as an artist, is so... Like, she's so very strong about it, I think. And then she just wants to show the world that this is who she is and she will not back down from it. I think that's just a very short summary of what that song is. I would highly recommend you watching the live 
version of the song, which is the Eurovision at the Grand Final, which is even more like impactful and dramatic, and not dramatic in a sense of like, you know, for the sake of popularity, but like it does leave an impact on the heart and the history of Eurovision, as I would say. Yeah, mm. yeah, I heard it the first time today, and it was it has a very um, like empowering tone. You know, you just feel like you want to join in. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's like if you know the song "Non Je Ne Regrette Rien," it's very similar to that. So I think her style of music is very similar to Edith Piaf. For those of you that know her, that yeah. So I think that's how, that's why you probably will feel it's a very empowering and impactful. Mm, I love that. Mm. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And I look forward to play the other two songs during the show. <laughs> um, let's talk about 2021. Oh, <laughs> where do I begin with that? <laughs> so you were the first person I interviewed on Connecting Cultures Features. <laughs> Um, a show that started in February, so I can't call it new anymore. <laughs> Sometimes I keep saying that it's new. It's not new anymore. You know, it's February. It started in February. Um, so in the first episode, you talked about international students, the things you want to do this year. You know. Yeah, that's wow. Now that you mention it's February, it seems like it's a long time ago. But at the same time, in comparison with how many experiences I have with different things and different organizations, I feel like this is so still new to me. Yeah, so I think when it comes to expectations and stuff, I think what I learned so much from 2021 is setting realistic expectations. I mean, sure, people give me so much opportunities to strive for better things and better future but at the same time I feel like it's important to recognize that um, I, I still have a lot of learning when it comes to taking that opportunity because for me there were a lot of times where people would say hey do you want to be the leader for this do you want to be leader for that but then I realized that I have too much on my plate and then the second reason is that I realized that my strength and capabilities as of now is not really appropriate for that kind of opportunity. So I think that's the biggest intake of lesson that I learned today. <laughs> I mean, not today, I mean this year. Mm, <laughs> yeah, That is a really good thing because you can't say yes to everything. Mm, yeah, and I think I learned how to really deal with, um, you know how like we, of course we in interact with a lot of people, but I think there are a lot of times where no matter what you do, you just cannot work with that person. And I think at that time, my concept was to like everyone and then work. But now I think my concept these days is just, I think if we have a good working relationship, we don't necessarily have to like that person. And yeah, I think that's just what I learned, that you don't have to like a certain someone to work with them. You can obviously have a colleague relationship with neutral feelings and you can still work with them. You don't have to like everyone. Yeah, so I think, as you say, like, that's just what I learned for this year. <laughs> I really like that. You don't have to like everyone and you don't have to be liked by everyone in order yes. to work with them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Correct, yeah. Because I do know that for me, I have my own personal thought when it comes to international students and like what, what I think is best for them. But obviously, there are other people who think otherwise. So I think it's just listening to those opinions and not letting that conquer the best out of you to make you feel overwhelmed and drained. I think that's just what I personally feel. Mm. Yeah. 
That sounds like a lot of growth, Geraldine. <laughs> <laughs> that is so much growth, and I am very proud. Like as a friend, and also as the person um, who were in your shoes last year, I saw so much growth in you. You did so many things, and um, I don't know. It's just like I'm. It's like it feels like I'm talking to a different person than I, <laughs> than the one I bribed of chat time with. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that is the story I can never forget. <laughs> yep. So I bribed Geraldi with chat time in order for him to <laughs> run for my position last year. <laughs> I think yeah, that's the very interesting bit is that no matter how many like things that you said about me when it comes to always say international student rep, like I think during the first week itself. I was not ready, and I felt that when I just read the emails, and then read the expectations of the、um, job description, and I think that's very funny because usually, like, I thought that like when when it comes to like student advocacy, you would be so prepared with the handover document, with like attending so much meetings, but then at the same time, it's such a new world for me because I've never been in an advocacy space before, and yeah, I've. I actually never thought of doing advocacy until, oh, you're saying international student rep, and I thought it was just ending in protesting. But no, there's so much more to advocacy than just protesting.、Mm. <laughs> yeah, so I think, yeah, I'm really thankful for OUSA for giving me so much space and chances and opportunities for me to grow as a person and as a student leader. And thanks for bribing me with chat time. Six <laughs> dollars <laughs>、yeah. worth it. <laughs>、oh. Yeah, I think like it's not the chat time in itself, but I think it's the opportunity for us to talk about what it's like to be the OSA International Student Rep. Yeah, which is so meaningful. Like I've always wanted to be do international.、Um, I've always wanted to do international food festival, and that's something that's always on my agenda. And honestly speaking, I was thinking of running for ICOM Vice President. Which is OISAL vice president? Then that's the highest I'll go. Not co-president, not even OISAL international student rep. But yeah, thank you for believing in me and making, you know, me have the faith to believe in myself <laughs> to run for the OISAL international student rep. Yeah, so、mm. really, thank you so much. That I was in the same position as you last year. I didn't know my potential until Sabrina and Umi pointed it out. You know,、mm. they are the. International reps before me, so like we have a long line of international reps, and we all still <laughs> talk to each other. You know, it's it's really and a really interesting、um, like community to be part of.、Um, and I'm just happy of where you are now. You graduated. Woo! Okay, so enough talking about that side of you. Let's talk about your. Education and、um, I know that you have good news. I wasn't sure if you mentioned it in the first place, but、um, what are you hoping to do next year? So next year, I am blessed to be given the conditional offer for Masters of Teaching and Learning,、um, endorsed in secondary education, and hoping to get an unconditional one because I did get my results and it looks to be good to the point where I. I'm confident that I'll graduate, but then I've, I, haven't, I haven't been given any statements about. Oh, he has completed his,、um, what's the word,、um, Bachelor of Arts. I just need that、mm. and an, an, an unconditional offer. Then I can be guaranteed that I'll be in. Like I am guaranteed because I'm graduating and I've been invited to the,、um, 
what's the word graduation station by the international office? Mm. Some something like that. So I'm pretty sure I'll graduate. But like, you know, a statement of an unconditional offer would be nice. <laughs> <Yep> . But that's something I'm looking forward to next year. Mm, yeah. yeah. But yay! Congrats. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! I remember us talking about where you are heading towards last year. Remember? Um, Because you switched your majors, right? Yes, I did, mm-hmm. and it was a very unfortunate um, thing to do. I think it's because no, it's not. I think it's because <laughs> I failed two papers, unfortunately, on chemistry last year, um, which made me think. Take a step back as to whether chemistry is something I want to really pursue as a major. It is a really beautiful major, but unfortunately, um, the support system I had at that time and the environment that I was in for chemistry was just wasn't that great. And so I decided to be like, okay, you know what? It's for my cause on mental health and um, academic journey. So I told my parents, I told them, I really can't do chemistry anymore because. Of that um, lack of support system, and I just can't do it. And luckily, they accepted it face value. They don't question it. Just like okay, change it. Let us know what happened. And what's even funny is that actually, just being very truthful, I actually failed one of the papers this semester. And I was lucky in a way that I only need one paper to pass for this semester. But I took four papers, which is I don't I don't know why you know, <laughs> but I was lucky that I only need one paper to pass, so I am blessed that I'm still graduating. If not, I would have panicked the heck out of myself. <laughs> but I think it's very important to say this. I think you know when people say anything is possible, it's just really superficial and sugar coated. So I think I just have a lot of experiences with failures that. I can finally say with certainty that anything is possible because obviously with masters there's a certain kind of requirement of you getting a B plus and then getting a degree, having certain teaching experiences, which of of course I obviously don't have before I joined OUSA. But when I joined OUSA and I started to get a mentor who believed in my capabilities on teaching, I started to feel more confident about myself that. Actually, you don't need so much achievements for you to really present yourself as someone who's capable. I think within your own characteristics, it does show within like the body language, within uh, your behavior with other people. It does really show. And I think what's really beautiful about College of Education is that they use my own weaknesses um, as to empower myself on improving. And to communicate with other children, and I think that's so beautiful about College of Education because I told them that, like I just clearly told them face value, I failed. Like I failed chemistry papers, and I'm not sure if you want me as a chemistry teacher because I failed. And they said, no, it's okay because you have failed. You know what works and what doesn't, so that way you know like what works for other children and what may not work. And because of that, you have the skills of developing strategies. And that's when I was like. Wow! Like I never really <laughs> yeah. thought, like they would see it that way. Mm. Yeah. So I think, yeah, like that's just what's been going on on the education space, and anything is really possible if, like, you just really plan through it. Like, sure, you may not have a plan B, but then when you really need a plan B, and when you work on that plan B, it will work. Mm. And it might not might not just be a plan B, plan C, plan D, like anything really. 
Yeah. Wow, Geraldi. <laughs> that is so much growth in like, I don't know, was it five minutes? <laughs> um, when you mentioned about failing, what I reflected on that is that you're going to be a teacher who knows how it feels like to fail. So you're not going to be those teachers who would say mean things to people who fail, kids yeah. who fail, you know? Yes, that's definitely something I really do not want to do. Yeah. I think like the reason why I want to become a teacher is because I know how much they have failed me and it's not their fault. It's really not their fault. It's also my fault for not really speaking up about my problems. And I think that it's really important for people to really like teachers especially to empower the students to really speak up and create that space of safety where students can just really like talk about their problems like it doesn't have to be just strictly academic but it can be personal as well sure there's like limits to how much we can help but at the same time if we just provide that opportunity in itself i feel that's already so powerful and thanks to student advocacy for that, actually, that I learned the importance of creating that kind of space. Yeah, mm. yeah. And having that personal relationship with, like, kids is very important, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I went to primary school here in New Zealand, but I also went to primary school in Malaysia. Mm-hmm. And I can sense how different um, those <laughs> those relationships with teachers are because um, in Malaysia it's more like it's very hierarchy and mm, like you address yes. them with sir or missus you know mm. it's and you they never ask you how your day is like, yeah. like they don't care <laughs> yeah I think yeah I think like that's definitely a really great point because even in the OUSA space there were a lot of times where I just feel a little like the, in the inside the invisible bubble. So I think like at the time, so I was at the student voice summit and they asked me, what's the one advice you would give to like other student leaders? And I said, like even a simple hello, how are you is so important to making sure that I feel comfortable. Like because yeah, sure, there's Maori, Pacific and um, what, um, Pakeha. But at the same time, there are other ethnic community members as well that might not feel belong in that kind of space. So I told them that like really just asking them about their day what their plans up to it's so important to really making sure that they feel comfortable because i was only one of the two asians that's there and i'm an international student so i don't know what the new zealand culture is like even this is my fifth year here <laughs> so i think having that kind of space yeah it's yeah. so important mm. Wow. <laughs> uh, um, what else did you learn this year? I think, um, yeah, like I really can do anything if I have the mind and work on it. Because I think like when it comes to like, yeah, sure, there's work and there's academics. But when it comes to personal growth, I really feel a lot more comfortable with myself. And like I think we all we all have this intersectionality and like expectations of what we should be like because of media and all and I think it's what I learned from this year is honestly like if you want to go off track because that's how you feel comfortable with just go with it and yeah like yeah that's just how I really feel (laughs) during the year it's like learning to be more comfortable with myself physically mentally and emotionally like culturally Hmm. Blah blah blah, Lee. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, 
I like when you mention um, there are certain expectations of other people on where you should go, the things that you should apply for, the things you should do, uh, which doesn't align with the kind of person you are today. Yeah. Um, I realized that for myself as well, because um, last year I had an option whether I want to still go into advocacy mm. or whether I want to do something else and suddenly I'm in radio you know things, <laughs> things happen um, and I can really say that I'm a lot happier with the person I am today um, because I think it's a little less stressed than who I was before because before this I had so many people depending on me to advocate for things and I did my best for a year mm. um but it's not something I want to do for the rest of my life, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to have good conversations like you, Aww. like this, you know. <laughs> yeah, um, and this is fun. So I'm really glad I knew that for myself. And can you share with us some stories of when you had to say no to things because they don't align with the new version of you? <sighs> Oh my gosh, I really can't think of anything where I had to really like explicitly say no. I think what re- worked for me this year was to accommodate things. Sometimes I just, like let's say there's an OISA project that I have to work about. Like I actually do wanted to say no to International Cultural Expo. Fun fact, <laughs> I actually really think of just dropping it during June. I was like, no, I don't want to do this anymore. But then I can't because... You know, too many people have been involved. <laughs> um, so that's an unfortunate fail success. No, fail story of like saying no. But I think what, yeah, what's saying no? I really can't think of anything, honestly. Like, I, I, yeah, I really can't think because I think how my definition of working on saying no is explicitly, no, I don't want to do this. No, I can't help you. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And I really don't have, uh, luckily, I don't have to deal with that. Um, what's the word? Um conversation yet yeah (laughs) Mm. so you i like that the fact that you can say no explicitly that's something that i struggle with you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel you like it used to be like that that used to be like me Mm. but i think at the same time it's knowing that the realistic expectations that i said like well like minutes no minutes ago i think Mm. (laughs) yeah so i think because I know how to set realistic expectations now, that it's quite easy for me to say no. Mm. So I think that's why, like, that growth is quite quick, quicker yeah. than I thought. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a year, you know. Things, so many things happen in a year, even though it yeah. doesn't feel like a year. Doesn't. <laughs> doesn't, yeah. It's like oh, people are putting up Christmas decorations already. No, There's a Christmas tree at the Octagon. <laughs> yeah, there yeah. is. Oh my gosh, yeah. yeah. Wow, that, wow, time has flown so fast. Yeah. And I remember taking photo, the, uh, a photo with my brother at the Octagon Christmas tree last year. Wow. It felt like so soon. And graduation's coming up soon. I mean, like last year, I attended people's graduation. Now I'm like the one that's going to invite people to attend my yes. graduation. <laughs> Wow, uh, that yeah, time yeah. has flown so fast. Yeah, mm. so let's talk about the future later be- after the song break. Um, so you brought us another song <laughs> by IU, who is also <laughs> my favorite uh, artist. But I haven't heard the song, so can you mm. tell us a bit about it? So the song is called Micey. 
I actually discovered this through the survival show Girls Planet 999. So shout out to them. Um, the, the, the group name is Kepler now. <laughs> um, yeah, so that, that song describes, I think like it's more, the very short summary of it is it's a self-reflection on how much that person, which is IU, has grown from like a very beginner sing- singer, like a rookie singer, until like now the way she is, which is a very successful singer in South Korea mm. and worldwide. <laughs> I love how this song fits perfectly with the conversation today. You did your homework. <laughs> I did my homework. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, so we'll be right back after this song. <laughs>
you're back on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. I'm Arina, and you're here for Connecting Cultures Features, and I'm here with Geraldi. Hello. <laughs> Hi, Geraldi. I thank- still can never get it right, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, thank you for the song. It's beautiful. <laughs> no, no, not a, pro- not a problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you mentioned a bit about the song just now. Can you explain a bit again? So I think... Like, I think really, really just in short, in summary, it's that the singer is set set in the um, ocean or, like, seaside view where the um, singer reflects on herself, like, her child identity, which was what she was known for back then and how she has grown from that till now, whether her childhood, like, self has accepted that, the growth And it ties really nicely with the conversation we had today because we talked a lot about personal growth. Um, And if you missed the first part of the show, you can find it on our podcast on Otago Access Radio um, website. Um, But now, I really want us to talk about mental health and well being, like, dive right in it, you know? Mm. Um, And I really like talking about this with people because. People have different ways of coping with mental health, um, struggles, and yes, sharing these stories, it makes us human, right? Mm. Mm. Yeah, so I think this is the most vulnerable I'll ever get publicly. (laughs) Yeah, so I think when it comes to mental health, I think it's thanks to OUSA that really pushed my boundaries on how I really cope with mental health, because they're the ones who told not OUSA specifically, but the opportunities that OUSA gave me, gave me a lot of opportunities for me to really go to a, to student health. So I've never been to student health at all until this year. And it's my fourth year in uni, which is, what? <laughs> you know, like I pay insurance, so I should be going to student health, but I'm not. <laughs> yeah, so I think this year was the final push. Actually, it's thanks to the international office, the international student advisors that pushed me like, hey, go to student health. Get, get some conversations going because I think the reason why was that I I think uh, at that time there were so many blurry clouds on um, whether I had an eating disorder or not. Wow, publicly, first time ever hearing about this. <laughs> so yeah, it's um, so I thought that I always had an eating disorder because of my behaviours from back then and now and like how my mentality was working around with food. But luckily... Very, very luckily that I'm not diagnosed with um, any eating disorder, so I'm really blessed with that. But unfortunately, my behavior with eating is something to be concerned about. Uh, concerned about. Yeah, so <laughs> that was actually the first time where I finally got clarity when it comes to uh, um, eating disorder. And when it comes to like other very general eating, I mean, very general mental health stuff, I'm very blessed that I don't have to take medicine for it. Although sometimes their behavior does get a little bit concerning, but I'm very lucky to the point where it's I'm not severe, severely like whatever mental health issues there is. So yeah, like it's thanks to OUSA that I actually get to have more conversations on mental health to myself and opening it up more channels to, to other people as well. Yeah, and it's thanks to that. Um, there's so many things that I used to have problems with, for example, like my own physical appearance, um, face, body, what, um, whatever it is, height as well. Um, yeah, so many of those channels of conversations have opened um, about myself yeah, and to myself as well. 
You know what? Good for you for seeking help. That is not an easy thing. I think there was this expectation that the international student advice had of me, which is go to student health. And they, I think Louisa, Louisa is the one who I talked to about this. And she was so genuine about like wanting me to look for help. And I think what I learned uh, about mental health during my time at university is you really can't do anything until that person or you yourself is willing to take action on it. And uh, and then I just know too many people who are not willing to take action on themselves and dependent so much on others, and that caused so much strain on their relationships. So I realized that I didn't want that to happen. So I just took it on my own action to make sure that happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Good for you, and I'm really glad that you had such a good support system who encouraged you to actually go get help. Yeah, yeah and I think I'm really blessed as well because they they are not there permanently and they won't be there for a long time as well so i think it's important that i acknowledge them they're like the first people to elevate me to help to seek for help (laughs) that's the word yeah and i think because of that i've met so many other people that helped help me rise to um higher levels of you know mental health and yeah like sure some people have like stepped away from my life even though they have given me so much support but at the same time I think it's important to recognize that you lead your own life either way uh, ultimately you are the one to mm, set example set like decisions on your own life yeah yeah and I like that you mentioned that some people will step away when you are trying to um, grow you know and it just means that they we're with you during a different version of yourself, but they can't be with you during this version of yourself, and it's totally fine. Yeah, and I think it's important to recognize that as well. People step out maybe because you had a falling out with them, and that's fine. But I think in my case, we just fall out because time was running short. Like, yeah, like, you know, our time was just running out, and that's perfectly fine, but I think it's important to acknowledge their work by continuing the work that you did with them but this time it's just on your own yeah, yeah. so I think I'm very blessed with that mm. Mm. so we talked about getting help and actually going to student health when we know that we should yeah. um, what other things that you do to protect your well-being so I've like since high school I've always been insecure about my body and that's thanks to K-pop <laughs> um yeah, so it was because of K-pop that I had my own first dose of what it's like to be insecure. And I actually had a really good mental health before high school. And that's when K-pop stepped in. <laughs> Which is quite funny. <laughs> um, yeah, so I used to be a really huge K-pop fan, but then I stopped because of that. So I, th- yeah, how I deal with that was... Hmm. It was actually quite interesting because now K-pop is such a huge thing. Like, it's probably one of the biggest things in the world. Like, in the media world, at least. Yeah, so I think how I dealt with that, I just... So, you know how Instagram has this, like, see fewer posts like this? Mm-hmm. I kept on doing that. Even, even if that took me hundreds of refresh, I still keep doing that. Although it's still appearing in my TikTok, I just scroll past it. Mm. It's honestly just not 
relevant. And sure, there's so much like I think, like in this topic of physical appearance, because I'm, I grew up very thin. Like I really, really grew up very thin. My metabolism was skyrocketing high. It was you know everyone was like built up. Wow. <laughs> and then I'm just like, oh, look at me. You know, I really got nothing with my thin body, whereas everyone else got. Um, I still do experience the, that kind of episodes um, in what's the word in these few months, but it's gotten a lot better. So I think how I dealt with that was tying down to them, going to student health, and that's how student health was like get a personal trainer, and I was like. But it's expensive. But in my mind, I was like, "Wait, you know what? This is actually an investment that I am actually willing to make." And I think it's also important to also prioritize your investments because sure, food is great, you know, shopping's great. But if that if that doesn't add benefit to your mental health, then what's the point? Maybe some people to cope up with mental health, they go shopping. Perfectly fine. Just. Not exactly for me. <laughs> like, think about the long term, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Like, sure, maybe people will think that I'm working out that I enjoy working out these days for the superficial reasons of like you know getting a good body, getting all the attention. But then I realize that it's more than just that. Sure, like sometimes I have those superficial reasons, but at the same time, I always go back to those long term. Causes of why I actually start investing in that in the first place. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> that is so much thoughts that you brought into this conversation, and I'm really glad you did as well. Mm. Um, why don't we go into a song break before we step into um, the future? That was know? a lot, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, it was a lot. I feel like a break would be good for yeah. us speaking and also for our listeners. As Sorry, well. listeners. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you brought another song um, in your language as well, and it's very light as well. <laughs> yes, yes. So people will be very—they'll um, feel really light after tuning into this song. Can you tell us a bit about it? So, <laughs> this song is titled "Nuansa Bening." Um, okay, see, the thing is, the artist name is so easy, but I just have so much alliterations on it, so I really can't figure out the name of the artist. I'm sorry. Vidi uh, Aldiano. Okay, I finally got it right. <laughs> yeah, so it's a song. It's a love song, actually. Yeah, it's just a really wholesome, lighthearted love song. I'll let you listen to it. <laughs> and we'll be right back after the break. Tapi tetap mem- 
back on Otago Access Radio 105.4 FM. I'm here still with Geraldi Ryan. Hope you're not bored of me. <laughs> <laughs> and we're here for Connecting Cultures Features. Um, tell us about the song you just played for us. Okay, honestly, that song was... I first heard the song at like 2009. Okay, what was that English? <laughs> so I heard it back in 2009. It was 2008. So it's about... Yeah, it's just... 
as I said before, it's about a light-hearted love song, getting the attention of the partner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it really is about that. And I just thought that it's a great time to play it because it's been a while since I heard that song actually, and mm. it's let alone in like a radio show. Mm. So might as well. <laughs> yeah, in New Zealand. You in know? <laughs> New Zealand. Yeah. <laughs> I love when um, people like guests bring shows in their own language and they talk about, um, you know, how beautiful it is to bring it to. A Dunedin station, you know, when <laughs> it's a really different language yeah. from the norm. So it is, mm. yeah. So yeah, I think that's just what the song is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, nothing much. Yeah, thank you for all the three songs you brought us today. No problem. Um, so we have five minutes before we end the show. <gasps> <laughs> Before we end the Geraldi show <laughs> I love how this show is all about The different parts of you Honestly, this this episode <laughs> Yeah, this episode is becoming like that <laughs> Yeah um, So, I did tell Geraldi that Let's go into the portal Into the future You know? Yeah Like, imagine yourself in the future What does that oh. look like for you? I think we have hope People think, you know, the the world looks so bleak. And I get it. So much political instability, COVID-19 pandemic, global warming, and racism, discrimination. There are so many cases like that. But I think we do have hope. The youth are really stepping up, especially in this year and last year. We have hope because I feel like we are having a space and place in this current world to really voice out our opinions and what we want from the world. And that's through social media. And I think social media is so powerful to bring up those causes. Sure, other people may feel like, oh yeah, like change doesn't come that easily and change just doesn't happen. I get it. It takes so many years. And I think that's the beauty of this year and last year. It's we we start now, you know. When when else can we start? And like I think when it comes to now, I see so many activism going on. And I think it activates so much space on what we want as youth. And I think youth yeah, you know, like it's realistic to think that youth are gonna take over the world because generations and that's just the concept of time. So yeah, I think we have hope. For the world, at least. Like, that's just my, my perspective. <laughs> mm. When you keep mentioning youth, I just imagine that you're going to be Mr. Ryan in the future. <laughs> You'd yeah. be the perfect teacher to, um, you know, uh, empower these kids Aww. to do whatever they want, you know? Oh, thank you. Mm. I guess, like, going to my past, I wasn't given so much opportunities to really go for what I want because I wanted to do, like, dance classes and ballet when I was young but unfortunately Indonesia perceives dance and ballet as something that um, girls would do so it's a very unfortunate missed opportunity so I think me being a teacher I wanted to give the chance and the thought to the students that you really can do anything you want like ultimately it's your life you know you don't have to go to university if it doesn't work for you it's fine. And like you want to go to Polytech, go ahead. But as long as you live your own life and as long as you get to make your own decisions. Sure, I may be too optimistic about how the world is going to be about. 
But I really think there's a silver lining to everything. Mm. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we talked so much about um, growth. I, keep, I think this is the 15th time I said growth in this episode. <laughs> Getting every dollar for every time yeah. you say growth. <laughs> like this, okay, this uh, podcast name is going to be Geraldi's Growth. <laughs> And people can be so confused, like, what? Yeah, what? (laughs) Um, And I hope that makes them want to tune in. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's just, I think, like, for me, my growth peaked this year. And I'm so happy Mm. that it happened. Um, For those listening, and you might feel that growth is not happening, it will happen. Just, I, I hate saying wait for it, but it really is wait for it plus actively seeking for opportunities for growing yeah yeah yes <laughs> not just wait around yeah, you not know? just wait around but like Geraldi said though no don't wait for opportunities to come to you let up, let you come to opportunity oh my god that like sounds like a, you know what those like motivational business yeah. speakers <laughs> yep. yes you are oh my gosh um, oh yes so this is the perfect time to end the show thank you so much Geraldi thank you so much terima kasih yeah sama sama hopefully you'll be here for the sixth time oh my gosh I mean <laughs> I'll be here in Dunedin for Masters of Teaching Learning so I'll be around I'll not run away (laughs) you'll be around okay bye 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 thank you thanks for listening to Connecting Cultures Features on RFM This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air.